to the NC Podcast. My name is Tasha Collins and I am your host, plus the founder of NC Real Estate, which includes some incredible resources and documents for you property investors. I've got a really, really, really great flowchart that you need to get your hands on. It's called the Property Investment Expansion Success Formula. Hmm. A lot of words, but what it's designed to do is show you the process from the start of the property investment journey all the way down to the end and then recycling the system. It's what I use when I work on uh, property portfolios with small time investors and large scale portfolios. So if you want your hand on, your hands on that, you need to go to ncrealestate.co.uk forward slash flowchart. That's ncrealestate.co.uk forward slash flowchart. And that is yours for free because I want to make sure that you know where you're starting. That way, when you go through the flowchart and you get stuck on something, you can then think, okay, well, I need to know more about this. Well, fabulous. You've then got direction. The worst thing in property investment is when you're like, ah, what do I do next? And you haven't got any direction. So this flowchart on one A4 piece of paper that you can print out and hang on the wall behind your computer or whatever you're gonna look at so that you know what step to take next is what you need. So again, ncrealestate.co.uk forward slash flowchart. Go and get yours now. So how are you doing this week? I'm sat in the studio today on a Friday, which is abnormal for me. It's been a really long week full of new strategies, speaking to my team about how we're going to go forward for autumn, because even though summer's not yet already over, we are always very much looking at what content we're putting out for the next couple of months, as well as how we can make sure that you're getting access to things that you may have missed. So if you're a part of the Property Investment Mastery Facebook group, or you follow me on Instagram at Natasha C. Collins, or even you're a friend of mine, is it a friend? Maybe just like a connection on LinkedIn. I don't know how friendly people are meant to be on LinkedIn nowadays, but hey, if you're my friend on LinkedIn, all of those platforms, I'm going to be putting out some great content. So if you're not following me yet, make sure that you're doing that. Again, it's the Property Investment Mastery Facebook group. It's my Instagram, which is Natasha C. Collins, or it's LinkedIn, and it's Natasha Collins, M-R-I-C-S, but you'll see my picture. You'll know who I am and click and follow me. Come and be a part of my community because it's a really exciting place to be right now. As well as that, uh, I'm just finishing off the last semester with my master's students, which uh, seems like we started the semester ages ago. March, we started March the 5th, I think, and we have just finished marking for the exams, which has been great. And then it, we were kind of in a two-week period where we turn around ready for the next semester. And this, this coming semester, the autumn semester, is always when I've got uh, postgraduates and master's students and undergraduate students as well. So it's really lovely to see where people are coming from and what their, what their backgrounds are and what they get inspired by in the property industry. I find new terms and the start of new beginnings very, very, very kind of like fresh 
you get to start again, you get to really see what people are doing. And also for all of you who are super excited about it, Brexit is finally around the corner and we can see what happens there. And I'm excited actually to put that into some of my learning materials and my content again. I've stopped talking about it or even trying to guesstimate the situation because I can't, I don't have a crystal ball. I have to admit that I find Boris Johnson extremely annoying because uh, I think he's just made a tactical play for the top. I'm not saying it in any political way, left, right and centre. I'm just extremely frustrated by the whole situation, as I can imagine you are. But once we get some direction on it, we can start planning for what's going to happen. Hooray! Uncertainty may not be the buzzword because I get it every single time I hit the market. Someone says to me, it's not moving at the moment because of Brexit. Oh, I really don't want to listen to that anymore. It's just rubbish. It's just an excuse. And really, there is a market that is going on underneath. Uh, hopefully, you're taking full advantage of the situation right now. And you are buying up deals that have been on the market for the last 364 days and the seller is ready to pull their hair out and give it to you at 50% off. I really hope that's what's happening for you because we're in August, we're in a slow month and it can be exceptionally frustrating when you're in a slow month and you're getting told that you the market's not moving or this isn't a good idea or blah, blah, blah. So hopefully, Come this autumn season, we are going to know so much more. I'm very excited for this time in three months' time where we can actually start having meaningful conversations about where the property market is heading. Now, something I did see in the press today in The Guardian was that a bank in Denmark are now offering negative rate mortgages. So they're offering minus 0.5% on their mortgage lending as a sign of the times as an economy who actually banks need to pay uh, people who are depositing money instead of getting other people to hold money for them. I mean, wouldn't that be nice if for a little bit that could happen uh, in the UK and we're getting these awesome interests and awesome mortgages? I don't know something's going to have to give to get people moving again. Because I think as far as mortgage interest rates in the UK being exceptionally low and still being low, what I think the government and the Bank of England were hoping is that it was going to make people move a bit more and saying, oh, I can afford this mortgage, so I'm going to buy more. But the reality of it is, is that we have such stringent checks on what we can borrow and what we can actually um, get a mortgage on. I'm, I mean, I, for the first time ever, I'm struggling with a remortgage on a property that's got over a hundred thousand pounds of equity in it. I mean, that's unheard of. That is absolutely unheard of in the 10 years that I've been investing, I've never had this problem. And it's because they want to see um, 
accounts after accounts after accounts. They want to go through my expenditure on a step-by-step-by-step basis. The fact that I've got a young company means that they're going to me, well, Natasha, you know, you, you have a lot of things that you need to prop up with your income. Do you want a bigger mortgage or can you handle the bigger mortgage? And I'm saying, well, yes, I do take very, very calculated uh, decisions and look at whether I can afford it myself or not, but it's just taking longer than it ever has done. And so even though interest rates are far more affordable than they ever have been, again, we're seeing it that first time buyers can't even get on the property uh, ladder. And we're seeing it in the stress test that we have to jump through when we are trying to get, um, when we're, we're trying to get buy to let mortgages, which is why you need to be thinking of more ingenious solutions, such as uh, maybe not HMOs if that's not your thing, because they can be quite complicated to manage. But maybe you're looking at mixed use or multiple uses within one building. So maybe you've got a block of three or four flats, maybe you've got commercial investments, get a bit more creative, because that's going to be what's helping you with the stress test. This one that I'm working on is service accommodation. Um, and service accommodation is notoriously difficult to get a, a mortgage on because they're saying, well, hold on, I want years and years and years and years of evidence that this service accommodation works. I have got three years, uh, three years, maybe we're going into four, January 2016. No, yeah, three, 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019. Oh, no, this will be the end of the fourth year, but we're going based upon my 2018, 2019 tax returns. Right. Okay, got it. Um, So... <laughs> There needs to be something else coming into the market which drives it forward and makes it a little bit more of an optimistic place to be because the minute the optimism comes back, uh, we will start seeing prices move again, which is a nice way to ride. We are apparently coming to the end of an economic cycle, which I'm not surprised that it's been hold prices have been holding really high for a while. Uh, and I would just be aware of that risk. Of course, be aware of that risk that at some point the market has to rebalance itself. But if you can hold your properties long term and you can make sure that you can manage it, that is making your properties less risky. So if we do go back to that optimistic market where we actually know what's going on and we can start dealing with situations, I think we'll start seeing the property market move a little bit more, which back to my original point, is why I'm very, very excited for autumn to come around. Um, and already I'm seeing, um, I'm seeing that come through already. And I'm very, I'm looking forward to it, is basically what I'm saying. So the topic of today's podcast is no money down. Did that just instill fear in you? Did it instill annoyance in you? Are you enraged by that? No money down has been a buzzword in property investment for a very long time. Now, in the US where I am at the moment, yes, there is ways in which you can get 100% mortgages or even I think it was 97.5% more uh, loan to value on mortgages, which great, fabulous. That is 
almost no money down. There's taxes that you have to pay on top of that. There's insurances that you have to pay on top of that. And if you're going to be doing any renovations, that's completely at your cost. In the UK, no money down has been going around as a buzzword really to try and get people to seminars and events, I think. Um, And whilst there's people who preach no money down as a strategy and people and would be or want to be property investors come to me and they say Natasha um do you preach no money down can you tell me how to get into property investment with no money I find it really hard to keep a straight face if I'm honest because I hate the word it grates on me it grates what's three words it grates on me no money down Let me give you some home truths about this. If you've been thinking that you can get into property with zero pounds, you can't. You cannot. Are you telling me that me sat here right now, I've got nothing around me or I've got my iced coffee. Hmm, Nice. Um, And just me here right now would be able to go out and buy a property. Hell no. Hell no, that's not going to happen, right? If you want to buy a property, here is what you are going to have to do. Number one, you I've got to have money in the bank so that you can buy property to um, in your name. So you have the deposit and you have all the money saved up. Number two, you get an investor to invest in you and you borrow the money. Um, but again, you're going to be paying interest on that. And I would be very skeptical that anybody with no property experience whatsoever could go to an investor and say, hey, I've got this property. Could you lend me however much it is to say £200,000 on it? um, And I will pay you back however much interest a year. But hey, I've got no experience. I'm just going to give it a go. Unless you are speaking to some kind of drug dealer or someone who's trying to get money offshore or I don't know, maybe they pull out a brown envelope. They're like, oh, here's my briefcase. Yeah, I carry this around and they give it to you. I'd be so skeptical of that happening because even when I lend my money and I lend quite a bit of money to property investors, I want to see that the property is viable, that it is a deal and that I am going to get the interest back that I say I'm going to be getting back and that there's a plan A, there's a plan B, and there's a plan C, and you can pitch that to me and be very certain that's what's going to happen. And I want to know about you. I want to know that when the shit hits the fan, and excuse my bad language, you are going to go out of your way to make sure I'm repaid. You're not just going to disappear when things go wrong. Now, I completely understand the risks associated with this, and I completely understand that maybe the market completely crashes and you lose all of the money on your on the deal and you can't afford to repay me. Well, that was my risk. I know that there is an element of doing that. But what I d- wouldn't ever want to see is that you're the sort of person who would just go, meh, didn't work, and off you walk. There's got to be an element of guilt associated with it, really, that means that you service my debt first 
rather than your own personal profit. Because essentially, I'm allowing you to be able to do what you want to do. And I'm trusting you because right now, hey, I don't have the time to go out and find a property and do that. Instead, I'm saying, here's my money. You give me a return on investment. I'm trusting that you will do the best you possibly can based upon the information you've provided. So if you haven't got any experience, you don't know about property deals, you can't give me the analysis of the deal and you can't tell me how this deal stacks up, why on earth am I going to lend to you based upon some random project you found on Rightmove? So just have a think about that for a second. So, but what I am saying, so let's flip this. Say you had gone out and you had got so much information on a property deal, right? You'd come to me, you'd said, Natasha, I have found this property for £100,000. I reckon if we put £50,000 of, develop, of development cost into this and you give me a schedule of works plus a quote of a contractor who's going to do that, and then you've gone out and you've got comparable evidence that shows that I can then sell on that finished product or you can sell on that finished product for £250,000 worst case scenario, but in excess of that, and you could quite comfortably do it. And you're going to be paying me either a percentage of the profit or you're going to be giving me a good amount of interest. I'm going to go, hmm, yes, I'm really, really interested in that. I would get involved with you. Then I'm going to say, well, what happens if that doesn't work? And you're going to go, well, if that doesn't work, I'm going to rent this out for X amount of time and then I'm going to do this. And I'm like, yes, that investor has thought about plan B. And then you might impress me even more and you might go, and Natasha, do you know what? If plan B doesn't work, I'm going to do plan C. And I'm like, tick, 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 tick. Yes, you're a property investor I'd invest in, in which case, fabulous. You've done the hard work. You've gone out, you've analyzed the deal. You have made me feel so comfortable and I'm excited about the deal with you. Fan-freaking-tastic. I am in that. I'm going to be lending you money and going, hell yes, this is for you. But take a little bit of a step back. Okay, that might be no money down, but how much money have you spent already getting the training, getting the knowledge, becoming competent in deal analysis? Now, that's not to say you've shelled out loads on mentorship or what have you. That's to say you've shelled out in the time that you could be spending elsewhere doing something else and you have sat and you have worked out how to analyze these deals and you have worked out how to negotiate the best possible price on a property and you have figured out exactly how to use lending so that you can recycle that and you've made the network of contractors who can come and do the works and they've already been out they've given you the schedule of condition they've sorted that out for you it's not an overnight thing. That doesn't just happen. I didn't just one day decide to become a property investor and was like, oh, all the knowledge just arrived in my head. It doesn't happen. You go out and you, have, you do practice and you analyze 20 deals. You analyze 40 deals. You analyze 100 deals. You analyze 200 deals. Because in a market like this one, that's what it takes. You keep going until you find the one that works. And here's the thing, you might have to offer on it. And you might have to say, well, I'll pay you, I don't know, 150 grand and it's actually a 200 grand asking. You have to also put your foot out and you have to 
start stepping on the path so that you can then go and find an, an investor who will invest with you. But here's the other thing, you have to be building trust. You do. I don't invest in people who I've not met before. There would have to be an element of a couple of contact times just so I could see how you are and I am and whether you invest the same way that I would because after all, different people are for uh, different people. You know, I don't get on with everybody or I don't see eye to eye with everybody. I'm always respectful of people, but you know, I might not invest in the same way that you do or I might not quite see what's going on in your deal analysis or I might give you other suggestions and say, well, I'd feel more comfortable if, in this, if this happens and maybe you don't agree with me, in which case we move our separate ways, that's fine. But you have to be honest and you have to be aware and you have to be getting the knowledge, getting the experience, even if you don't go as far as buy the property. So you could do everything up until buy the property. If you don't have the money in your bank right now, you can search for the deal, you can network, you can find the contractors, you can put in an offer and see what price you can get it at. You can get the contract around and you can um, get a quote for works and you can put together a schedule of condition and you can start mapping out the A, B and C. And if you get to that place and you think, wow, I actually do have an amazing deal, fabulous, okay, Great, I'm off to back to networking to find someone to do this with me. Fabulous, great, like that's awesome. If you can do that, then do you know what? You're so nearly there. The final 10% is just finding the money. If you can then find the money, my gosh, you've got 100% of the property investment tied up. Amazing. But again, I would not say that that's no money down. That is, I must go and get the knowledge, the experience, and I must spend my time wisely learning how to do this. And money is time. No, time is money. <laughs> time is money. And that's you not spending your time doing something else that you might be able to do that's valuable. Essentially, you're going out and getting the knowledge. And that can take months and that can take years. You've got to be patient, but you've got to be determined. So hear me when I say that's not no money down, that's spending your time. The third option that you might have been told about is taking out huge amounts of credit card debt on 0% interest, which is available for 36 months and buying a property outright. Now, of course, that is a possibility if that's what you want to do. But here's the other thing you need. If you can, if you can get your hands on £70,000 worth of um, credit card uh, cash, I guess, for 0%, and you can get that transferred into your bank for, I think it's a 3% charge on that, um, then you could buy 100% of, of a property using that method without putting any of your own money down. Fabulous. But you're not going to be able to get out any long-term lending until you have paid off that credit card bill. Hear me again. Lenders will not lend to you if you have that much credit card debt because you have to service that credit card debt and they will not allow you to borrow to service that credit card debt. So just remember that if you're going to do that, you need to have someone on standby for the remortgage where you pay off all of those uh, credit cards. So you'll have to find that money from somewhere and then remortgage out. 
So again, that's not no money down. That's okay. Well, I found 70 grand worth of 0% on a credit card. You would have had to have had great, I mean, a great credit score for that to be able to happen. And then you've got to find almost that short term lending for the interim until you flip out onto a mortgage. That's not no money down. That's just playing with money cleverly. So just be aware that if someone comes to you and says, you can get into property, no money down, and you in your mind think that it's going to be super easy and that you're going to be able to sit there and go, yeah, all right, I'm just going to sit here, lean back in my chair, go and sit around a pool and do that. It doesn't happen like that. I'm sorry. It doesn't happen like that. It requires an awful lot of work to get to the place where you want to be. Now, if you enjoy that work and that work lights you up and like it lights me up, I love it. I love investing in property and finding new little things that I can do or little bits of money from places or new investors or new deals. Amazing. That's fabulous. Like keep going. Keep going because you can find the property and you can speak to investors and then you can kind of match the pair up and you can earn a little bit of something from it and then you keep going and then you've got a deposit then you can buy your own and oh before you know it years have passed but you've got a property portfolio but don't expect that to be easy or simple there's the learning that comes in from behind it and there's so much trial and error you would not believe but if you decide that you're not going to fail and every time you don't get what you want is just a learning curve then over time you'll get there. But as I said, you have to spend the time if you don't spend the money because that's the way that you're going to grow. So I hope that's opened your eyes a bit to no money down and I hate hearing those words. I hate hearing those words because it sets a fear of God in me where I'm like, oh no, what are these people being told? Like they probably paid thousands of pounds which they could have actually spent on a property or something to do with a property, you know, the legal fees or getting an architect out or whatever it is. And they've been told that they can get into property with no money. It doesn't work like that as a buy to let investor or a property investor. It doesn't, you need capital and capital takes time or capital needs time. So just bear that in mind. But I'm hoping that I've given you some strategies and I've told you what I would lend money based on. And if I would lend money based on that, there's bound to be other investors that would lend money based upon that as well. So use it, use it wisely and go out. I do honestly believe in you. I just don't want you to think that this is an easy ride. And then the minute something goes wrong, you fall off the train and you go and do something else dejected. No, pick yourself back up. But remember that if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. So you need to focus on you just moving forward and getting experience. And here's a side note. It's okay to be in full-time work whilst you do this. Because so many people say to me that they've given up their jobs to be a full-time property investor, but they have nothing to bring to the table. Learn around your job. Make sure that you're looking after you and you can afford to live, fill yourself up first, and then go and learn. I have always, always, always done this. My master's degree in surveying, I did alongside working full time. Getting my chartership, I did alongside working full time. Getting my qualification to become a lecturer, 
I did along work, alongside working full time. You can do it in your free time. You've just got to make moves to change your diary around so that even if at 10 p.m. at night, you are, that's your time. That's your time to do all the property investment stuff. So be it. But you've got to commit and you've got to be dedicated and you've got to keep going. And even if 10 p.m. at night, I can't go to networking events at 10 p.m. at night, get networking online. It's easier than ever to be able to do that, but you have to keep working through it. Because as I said, if it was easy, everybody would do it. And it is tough. So you've got to persevere. You have to keep going. Because the other thing is, the longer you keep going for, your competitors drop away because they can't stomach it. You need to keep moving forward, keep being determined, keep taking that action. Hey, things go wrong for everybody all of the time. But you don't need to think, well, I was told it was going to be really easy and all I had to do was get a little bit of knowledge and sell it on. Because people who lend money aren't stupid. They can see right through you if you're not confident in what you're doing. So you need to go out there and get that education, get that knowledge, show the passion, be the person, be that property investor that you really want to be. And then from there, yeah, it starts to build and it's a lot of fun. But don't think, don't think that no money down means nothing needed because there is always things that you can keep growing on and you need to go out and get that experience. So I hope that's opened your eyes, but also given you some great tips. Now, as I said at the beginning, I have a free flow chart for you that you do definitely need to get. And again, it's ncrealestate.co.uk forward slash flowchart. So once you find that property, it goes through all of the steps that you need to take to find the money, then manage it, then go through the cycle of maybe you want to develop it or making that decision of what to do next. And you go back around to the start and it will show you how to expand your property portfolio. And it starts with you finding the property first. You definitely need it. It's for you if you are at the start of your journey or at the middle of your journey and hang that up somewhere that you can see it so you constantly know how to take action. So I'll put the link below in the show notes too. Make sure you go and get it. Now, if you've enjoyed this podcast, I want you to push like and subscribe so that you get this every Tuesday morning at 7 a.m. And also, I love the support. The more people that support this podcast, the more people that support me, and I am so grateful for that. So please make sure you do share your support. It means the absolute world to me. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast today. I cannot wait to catch up with you again soon.